Welcome back to the Jordan Syatt Mini Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. I'm very excited for you to listen to this episode. It's going to be at least a two-part series I'm doing with Inner Circle member Jessie. She is incredible. She's got five kids. She's got a husband. She's got three dogs. She's unbelievably busy, but also incredibly driven. And in this first conversation, Jessie talks about how she thinks she self-sabotages and how even though she knows what to do, After a certain point of making a certain amount of progress, she struggles with staying consistent. She often just says, screw it, and quits and throws in the towel. So we talk about how she can overcome that, and I give her a 30-day challenge. So we're going to hop on the phone again in 30 days to check up on her progress. If you struggle with your relationship with food, if you struggle with consistency with your training and nutrition, if you struggle with your relationship with yourself and prioritizing yourself, please, please listen to this whole episode. I think you're going to get a lot from it. Jesse, thank you so much for coming on. If you enjoy the episode, please leave a five-star review on iTunes. They help a lot. And if you'd like to join the inner circle, you can do that at the link in the show notes. With all that said, let's get into the episode. Jesse, can you hear me? Yeah, now I can. Amazing. How are you? Good. How are you? I am doing very well. I'm really excited about this. What's going on? Talk to me. What's, uh, what's new? Um, nothing. Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah. I can hear you. Can you hear me? Okay, perfect. I just won't move. <laughs> <laughs> is, uh, is service not so good where you are? No, I live in like Northern Alberta in Canada. And there's very few internet providers around here. <laughs> Got it. So, okay. Well, uh, mental note not to move to Alberta. All right. <laughs> yeah. No, it's good everywhere else. It's not up here. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, I, I'm really excited to speak with you. I know this has been a long time coming, but before we dive into everything, just do me a favor and tell me a little bit about yourself, like who you are, what you do, like just give me some insight. Okay, so I am, I just turned 33. I'm a mom of five. Uh, I've been a stay-at-home mom for 12 years now, basically. Um, I have, I was married once before. That's where I had my first four children and then divorced, remarried, and now we have one more and we're done. Um, (laughs) (laughs) And we're done. (laughs) And we're done. We don't need to upgrade vehicles. Um, we, uh, yeah, we live in Northern Alberta. My husband works in oil and gas. Um, yeah, I'm just basically stay at home mom. Not a whole lot going on besides my children, which is enough. I would imagine five children is, is plenty to keep your hands full and even yeah. more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So far. Do you, do you, do you have both boys and girls? Do you have all, all of one? What, what's the, what's the spread look like? Uh, my oldest is almost 12 and it's a boy, he's a boy. And then I have three girls, one girl who is almost 10 and then twin girls who are almost eight. And then our youngest is a boy and he is almost three. That's amazing. That's amazing. Congratulations. I love that. Thank you. <laughs> did, did you grow up with a lot of siblings as well or no? Uh, yeah, I had three, three half brothers. So we had the same dad. Got it. Okay. It was good, but they're all quite a bit older than me. So this is an adjustment to see like siblings together. Cause that wasn't what I had. Yeah. 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 And uh, just apologies for the, for the background, because you, I'm sure you can hear the insane <laughs> beeping. It's like my blood pressure spikes so high every time that happens. And it's, it's all day, which is, I'm so excited to get out of New York. I can't even tell you. So I can yeah, just have some awesome. peace and quiet. <laughs> How far are you moving from where you are now? We're moving pretty far. We're moving pretty oh, far. Okay. I'm, uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm keeping it. I'm keeping it a secret until I put it up in a YouTube video because there's still shockingly a significant number of people who haven't subscribed to my YouTube channel. And it's oh. like, listen, if you if you wanna if you wanna get the goods on where I'm moving, then you gotta <laughs> subscribe to my YouTube channel. Link in the show notes, everybody. And then That's uh, funny. <laughs> and, and see, yeah. So it, it is far. It is far. I think it's. It's not where a lot of people think I'm going. I've gotten a lot of people messaging me saying, hey, I think you're moving here. I think you're moving here. I'm, I'm not going to give away any, anywhere more than that information, but it is, it is pretty far away from New York. Well, feel free to come to Canada. <laughs> you know, I've been to Canada. I do like it. I've been, I've been all over. I've been to Vancouver. I've been to what, – what is the – it's Newfoundland. Newfoundland is like the easternmost point, right? It's, uh, Newfoundland, yeah. 
Yeah, I've been there. I've been to Vancouver. I've been to uh, I, I've been all over. I, I actually really enjoy it. It's, it's actually shocking to me how massive Canada really is. It's huge. Yeah. Yeah, that was my husband and I went on a trip to Ireland and we were we were talking to the people there and they're like, oh, you don't want to drive across Ireland in one day. And we're like, that's nothing. <laughs> <laughs> it's like yeah, our it's drive tiny. to the grocery store and back. <laughs> What, uh, did, did you grow up in Canada? Yeah. Yeah. I grew up, you know where Calgary is? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Like Calgary Stampede. That's, uh, I grew up south of there and now I moved, we moved about eight hours north of Calgary. So I've lived in Alberta forever, but, but just went further north. Amazing. Amazing. Yeah. Well, well, so this is a hundred percent your time. Uh, I know you wanted to hop on a call and, and I, I believe you wanted to, to run some questions by me. So anything you want to ask, anything you want to discuss, this is your time. I'm here for you a hundred percent. I'll just let you take the floor. Okay. So I've been listening to your podcast, um, for a little over, well, I guess it's about a year now. Um, thank you. I appreciate that. And I join, and it's amazing. And I joined the inner circle, I think it was in November. And so kind of the backstory is I've always been, I'm five foot nine. I've always weighed about 130 pounds, um, for my first four kids. Like I, I gained weight obviously when I was pregnant, but then I would go back down. Um, I've always been very slender. I got married young, had the four always recovered right after. Um, and then I got divorced. And of course the story of most people who get divorced, they either gain a lot of weight or they get in the best shape of their life. <laughs> so, so it's funny because it's true. So. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So I got in very good shape for me. Like I didn't have abs coming out everywhere or anything like that, but I, I felt very toned and, and in very good shape. And I, I liked that. I didn't care what the scale said as far as the number went because I really liked how my clothes fit and, and I was very comfortable and I, I have, this is the most comfortable I've ever been in my own skin that I could remember. So then I met my husband and we started dating and I was lots of times divorces take years, right? So still trying to get through this divorce and get everything finalized and all this stuff done. And my weight spiked. And later on, I found out that it's my body's reaction to stress. Mm. Um, the doctors didn't realize that. They thought I was having allergic reactions to things. They had no idea what was going on. I went from like, I, I gained 20 pounds. And like in a matter of a month kind of thing. Like I just ballooned up. And so they put me on prednisone because they had no idea what was going on, which of course makes you gain more weight. So that paired with my ex-husband not taking the divorce well and instead of dealing with it in a healthy way, he just attacked me. Mm. So it has been, it's getting better but it has been six way or six years basically of him constantly tearing me down. Oh, like, yeah, yeah. and, and not like the random odd little comment. Like it's, it's, it's awful. Like it's not, it's sorry, not something right? I would that ever sucks. want anyone to go through. It does. But I have then discovered after all that, that I am an emotional eater. <laughs> so so that, we go. Paired with, right. yeah, that paired with the fact that I gain weight when I'm stressed, it's been good. Um, so then I had my youngest son with my now husband and he's almost three now. And I went up to 175 pounds and I was 175 pounds after I had him. And I was the biggest I've ever been. And I have never been more uncomfortable in my life. I, Yeah. It was just interesting. So, of course, I this was before I listened to you. I tried a bunch of different things. I did keto. I lost quite a bit of weight on keto. But then, of course, when you get off keto and you start eating normally again, you gain quite a bit of it back. So I did that. Um, and I kind of leveled out around 156 to 160 
I lost about 15 pounds and then I stopped. So then I started listening to you when COVID happened and I got to the point where enough was enough. My, one of my twin girls, and she isn't saying it to be rude, but they always make fun of my bum because they say my bum is squishy, which yes, yes it is. But Butts are squishy. To, yes, yes. But she got to the point where she was like constantly kind of picking at me. And, and that really bothered me, one, because I don't do that in our house. Like I never, ever talk about mm-hmm. what people look like besides, oh, they're beautiful and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And so she, she really got to me in November to the point where I was like, oh, my God, I can't have my seven-year-old make fun of me anymore. She's going to make me cry. So... <laughs> <laughs> was was she doing, doing it mean. like she, got it she was just like pointing it out she was there was no malintent it was just like no, hey like your butt is squishy mom <laughs> yeah she'd be laughing she'd be, your butt is so squishy it's so funny I'm like oh yeah it's hilarious <laughs> so, <laughs> so, I, kids all I could think of is just kids say the darndest things like that tv oh. show it's just like they just say they <laughs> kids just tell I mean obviously kids can lie but they just tell the truth like without any other intent yeah. of just like they're like noticing something hey your butt is squishy <laughs> she's just being a jerk is what she was doing <laughs> <laughs> anyway so I started I was listening to you and then she did that and it kind of I don't know if a switch flipped and so I joined the inner circle and from the beginning of November to middle of December, I lost about 17 pounds. Wow. Let's and go. It was crazy. But I also, in that time, I've started no, after keto. I'm just jumping around. Squirrel. It's okay. After, it's all right. After keto, I noticed that when I went back to eating normally, I was having a really hard time with wheat. And I was noticing that any wheat or gluten was really making me not feel good. And like, I'd be bloated and like retain water, like nobody's business. So as I started doing the thing in the inner circle and following, I started, it was the unicorn challenge that I had started. I also stopped eating wheat. So that paired with the fact that I was doing the unicorn challenge and all that, that was the 17 pounds lost. And I had a scheduled call with you in December and we moved and I fell off the wagon and we got to where we're living now and I had no internet and I was like oh my god I can't do the phone call and at the same time I was like oh my god I can't do the phone call I was also completely fell off the wagon and started gaining all my weight back okay (laughs) so I hope you know even if you do gain all the weight back regardless like we can always hop on a call like I'm not gonna be like no we can't hop on a call you've gained your weight back I know know, that but then I didn't have any reception and I was like oh cool so now I'm canceling my phone call that was like I was super pumped for and I've pretty much fallen off the wagon like awesome super exciting just like disappointing personally yeah I get it yes so now we are where we are so my fifth baby happened. I felt huge. I gained all my, like now coming to today since December, I've gained everything back minus four pounds. I kept four pounds off. Um, my big thing now is I, I like to find out what is causing my problems. I don't want to mm-hmm. just tr- treat them. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I yeah. had a, you want to get to the I, root of it. Exactly. So I discovered that I had the wheat intolerance then I have to deal with all the emotional and mental crap that has come with everything else to get to the root of that problem. Because I feel if I don't get to the root of that problem, I'm just going to keep doing what I've been doing mm-hmm. for years. Right? Smart. Very, very smart. So here's my big issue. And I think, I think this is what my problem is. And I basically want the phone call with you because I need you to somehow put things in perspective for me or help me figure out which switch to flip because I'm stuck. Okay. All right. So I grew up in a family where my family is very focused on weight. Um, My whole dad's side of the family is very slender, very skinny, um, could eat whatever they wanted, but very judgmental of anybody who can't and who isn't very skinny. Mm. Um, 
my mom has been overweight since, since I was around and, but instead of dealing with that, she'll just talk about it and go on a bunch of different diets, but then, but then not do anything about it, but constantly talk about how she looks like crap. So that's what I have listened to my entire life. Um, my mom is constantly talking about me and how I look. So she'll make comments on my hair, my teeth, my skin, if it's good or bad, how wide my hips are. Um, she made a, she made a, yeah, she made a call one man, I'm getting a fat ass. Um, no way. Yeah. Everything like everything topped with the fact that there was alcoholism, alcoholism involved, mental health issues, whatever, whatever. It's like the perfect storm for screwing your kid up. Oh, like, yeah. So then on my dad's side, I've, I've come to this epiphany in the last couple months. Then on my dad's side, I have the three older brothers. Um, I was never really treated the same way. And when my dad passed away, he had a, a, a large cattle ranch. Everything went to the boys and I was left out. So then I got married and divorced from a person who's belittled me at every single turn. Um, you know, when people used to say, oh, like if you were to, like, this was a long time ago, but you know, when they would be like, oh, if you were to rate the person, whatever out of 10, what would you rate them? He rated me a six. Um, he, he told you that? Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, one of dating websites telling me I was stuck with him. And then after the divorce, he's gone to social media, my family, my friends, trash talked me, insulted me, insulted my education, my intelligence, my parenting, my character, my looks, my body, anything he could possibly do in the last six years, he has done. And it's a lot and it weighs on a person, even though I know it's not true. Like I know the things he's saying about me aren't true. My life revolves around my kids. I, if I'm nothing else, I'm a phenomenal parent. And I know this. But when someone is constantly picking and tearing you down, and it's just a constant thing, and I can't not, I can't not read his messages. I don't respond to them. But I can't not read them because I have to. <laughs> because of mm -hmm. yeah. the situation. Yeah, of Other, course. Otherwise, I would just ignore the whole thing. But over the last six years and what I have, have um, dealt with over the last 33 years, it's a lot. And it's, it finally came to a head and a couple months ago and I was like, oh my God, I, for 33 years, I have been sitting here with basically everybody telling me, my mom, my dad, my ex-husband, they're all telling me basically I'm not good enough. It's a constant constant barrage of I'm not good enough, whether it's someone making fun of my looks or my parenting or the type of education I have or whatever it is. The main message that I've been given for 33 years is I'm not good enough. So you pair that now, I've got high anxiety, control issues, and everything has to be exactly perfect. Why? Because I'm trying to prove I'm good enough. And it's exhausting when I start getting into the fitness aspect of things because I'm trying so hard and I'll do so well. I'll lose the 17 pounds. Like I'll stick to it. And it wasn't even hard. It wasn't even a struggle for me because I was seeing results. And I was like, yes, this is awesome. I am proud of myself. This is super exciting. I am pumped. And then all of a sudden I will just give up on myself. Like I will just completely self-sabotage and, and just basically, <clears throat> excuse me, if, if it wasn't perfect, then I fucked up and I don't know how to get out of that. And I, it was ironic because you just posted a video of saying if you would, you wouldn't cut your hole or you wouldn't, um, stop driving. If you had one flat tire, you would keep going. You wouldn't slash your other teeth three tires just because you got exactly. one flat. Exactly. Right. Yeah. But I, I, I purposely just slash all my tires and sit there and go, what the fuck? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why I do it. And it's really bothering me. Like, 
I love the idea of your, your red X's and your black O's. And I love the idea of weighing yourself every morning. And that kept me on track for those 17 pounds. My issue is I don't know why all of a sudden I'm just like, fuck it. And I, and I flip back and I think I'm not good enough or I'm going to fail or whatever it is. And I don't know how to get out of it. And I need someone to help me to fix that problem. And with all the podcasts I've listened to with you, you, I think you've helped more people than you realize (laughs) more people than shrinks probably do half the time, but I need someone to be able to help me put things in perspective or something because I'm not getting it on a certain level. If that makes any sense. Now I've just talked about my entire life story. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, that makes, listen, that makes total sense. And you, you didn't really even talk that much to be honest with you. I've had people on calls for 90 minutes and the, and they spoke for like 87 of them. So, um, no, like you did not speak that like, I think that you were very articulate. You were very, very concise, even though I don't really care if you're concise or not. Like you were very articulate, very concise. And you, I appreciate how open and honest and vulnerable you're being for whatever that's worth. Um, there's a lot to unpack here. There, there's a lot to discuss I, for whatever it's worth. Um, it makes sense. Like everything you've said makes sense. The things that you're struggling with make sense. The things that, that you're dealing with, like it, it's a lot to say the the absolute least. Everything you're dealing with is, is very heavy, if, if that's the right word. Yeah. It's just heavy it weighs on you it's like it's heavy to to listen to never mind to live through (laughs) i'd imagine so um let's talk about i think there there are many ways we could go with this right and in my mind like when i listen to what people are going through i always try and pick like okay where's like one really important point to sort of interject and discuss that one aspect and there are a lot here um (laughs) you're welcome i think I, I I think <laughs> I think you know one place that I think probably a younger me would have gone, and I think it's still a place worth going at some point. But it's not where I want to start. The place I would have started is, hey, let's talk about your family. Let's talk about have you had conversations with them before. Um, I would imagine that you have, and I would imagine that, like you said, this is just how they've been, and it's what you grew up with. So I sort of want to start somewhere yeah. else, if that's okay. Yeah, that's just them. Okay. It's not. So that's them. And, and yeah. so no matter what no matter what conversations you have, no matter what you bring up, really the only thing you can control is you. Right? Yeah. That's it. Like the only thing you can control is you. So that's what I want to start with. I want to begin with you. And I I want to hear more about when you get to the point where you just say fuck it. I want to hear more about that so we can see if we can pull back some layers and see if we can figure out what might be going on mentally, emotionally, whatever it is to get you to say that. So walk me through, for example, 17 pounds down, you were saying it, you you were feeling good. You said it really wasn't even that difficult because you were making progress. Like walk me through that process. Start, start from the beginning of, of when it began, like whether it was Unicorn Strong Challenge, start from the beginning, walk me through how you made your progress. And then from there, we'll naturally get to when you said, fuck it. Cool. <laughs> okay. So I started, I was doing the Unicorn Strong Challenge, but I didn't have, because of COVID up here, everything's closed and I didn't have any equipment to do gym stuff. I do now, but so I was just doing, I was walking every morning and then doing, um, I did the first week, I can't remember, the rapid fat loss week or whatever it was. Um, okay, yep. And, and that, how, how did you feel with that? <laughs> I struggled with that. I did it, but that one was interesting. I ate a lot of egg whites. Because, like, <laughs> <laughs> I had a hard time, but I, I got through that one. And then, and then I didn't struggle at all when I went back up to the calories that yeah, you would count for after in the, in the next three weeks. For and, whatever it's worth, that's one of the main reasons I structure it that way is because I start with something slightly more restrictive 
And that way, when you go back to a, a more sustainable deficit, it's like, oh my God, I just spent this whole week learning how to fit so much food into this small amount of calories. Then you go back to a slight, a bigger amount of calories, more sustainable, and you can eat so much more food. And it's a little yeah. bit more sustainable. You have more perspective. So that that makes me very happy. Another thing I'm going to interject with is how you said you were walking. How did did you like the walking? Did you feel good with the walking? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like the walking. I um I had to where we live. It's dark. It gets very dark. Um, yeah, yeah. So, and we live in the country, so and there's cougars and bears, mm, and that's geez. not an exaggeration. Okay. So, no, so. no, I I know, I know. I and cougars it, are scary, scary, scary creatures. Yes, that's that was my thing. So, anyways, we got. Oh my god, them. no, they're they're petrifying. If you like, <laughs> I'm I'm the like the weird guy who like watches all these nature videos online. Like, like, uh, did you see the video of the guy who was like being stalked Running by from a cougar? The cougar? Yes. Oh my God, that that was one of the scariest videos I've ever seen in my life. I was like, I I know, like, I don't own a gun. I'm not against it, but I'm like, man, if I'm ever going to go hiking in a mountain, I got to have to have a gun. Like I have to, if for nothing else, just to make a loud noise. So if something like that happens, it runs away. Like that was so scary. So I understand. (laughs) So I would bring my my dogs with me, and I would literally. My neighbors probably think I'm crazy because I would walk and I would just talk, like quite loudly, <laughs> the entire time. Like, talk to the dogs, like whatever it was. I would be listening to you because I find that when I listen to the podcast in the morning, it kind of helps with my mindset throughout the mm. day, and yeah. it's relatable, right? Like most of these people that you're talking to, I can relate to some sort of whatever they're saying. Mm-hmm. So anyways, yeah, I would randomly be talking like, oh, I get that. Like, <laughs> so I didn't get attacked by a cougar. I love but that. But yes, I liked the walking, but it, um, yeah. And then, and then Christmas happened. So we okay. moved, yep. we moved, we, a week before Christmas, um, I had to drive my kids back down eight hours back down to see the rest of their family. Um, and it, it just, things went to crap. So but I got, I, I've found that when I get to kind of where I'm at, my goal was to get into the one thirties. Um, I don't really care where I'm at in the one thirties, but I'd like to kind of start back in the one thirties and build from there. And I, I was at one, I got to one thirty nine point four or something. And I don't know what happens. It's like, I'm like, oh, I can lay off a little bit, mm-hmm. uh, but I, I, I don't know. Like, well, I you don't. Know. T- you said things went to shit. Like, did you say they went to shit right around Christmas? It's real, yeah, and it's hard because then we're traveling for like two weeks. I have all my dogs. We've got three dogs, five kids. In Dear car- Lord, <laughs> Jesse, in, <the> car- <laughs> in the car. I know, I know. In the car for eight hours, and then you're traveling for two weeks. You're at people's houses. Food when I'm like, oh, like my mother-in-law, she'll make these amazing meals, but they're all full of wheat, and and I don't know what to do. Like you feel rude not eating anything. Like that your in-laws, um, just it just, but it's like excuses, and I hate excuses. Like I have I have tried to to. I think my, I guess my biggest struggle with myself is excuses. I have, I have a family full of um, alcoholism and addicts and um, emotional issues. And I have always tried very hard to not put that back on my kids. The cycle ends now, right? Like alcoholism Mm -hmm. ends now. It's not going any further. That addiction ends now. It's not going any further. The, the emotional abuse with your children or your ex-spouse or whatever, it, it ends here. Like it's not going on to my kids, but the one excuse I keep going back to, I, I lose weight, stop. And it's like my one excuse I can't get past. It's my, it's my one thing that I don't want to teach my kids that. I don't want to teach my kids that it's okay to give up on that kind of thing. I don't want them to teach them to have a bad body image, but I can't. That's the one thing. What's the excuse, though? I don't know. I don't know why. I don't know why I get to 139 and then. Well, so so this 
I, I'm. This is a good picture that you're painting. It's starting to connect the dots. When did you get to 139? Was that before Christmas? Yeah. Okay. And then about like, was it within a week or so that Christmas started traveling, food, yeah. all that stuff? Okay. All right. Well, I'm going to be very blunt with you. Uh, you picked like a really shitty time to really try and lose <laughs> I, know. <laughs> I know. Like, so here's, this is starting to paint a better picture for me. And tell me if I'm on the right track. Tell me if I'm completely off base. You got to in the 130s. So on one hand, you're very excited. Yes, back in the 130s. Sick. Yeah. This is great. On the other hand, shit. Uh, Christmas, a lot of food, traveling, blah, 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 blah. Want to enjoy myself, but I also don't want to ruin my progress. And then when you start to eat more and enjoy yourself like people should do on Christmas and you mm -hmm. notice yourself gaining weight, do you then feel like a failure and you're like, ah, well, screw it. I might as well just eat more and more and more because I already ruined my progress. Is that anywhere in the ballpark? Yes. I'm the person you're so mad at on your, on your <laughs> podcasts and your YouTube videos when you're like, why would you eat the entire tub of sour soothers when you just had one? I eat the tub. <laughs> you, you know what's funny though is I don't even have anything wrong with the tub. My <laughs> my issue is when you get then when you get mad at yourself for eating the whole tub yeah. and then you eat a whole tub the next day and then the next day <laughs> and then the next day. It's that's what the slashing the three tires, right? Like yeah. we'll call the eating the tub the eating the tub isn't even getting a flat eating the tub is like hey i need to refill my gas tank right it's like you're it's normal you eat some people sometimes you eat more than you're supposed to it's part of life especially yeah. around christmas hanukkah kwanzaa whatever it is you're celebrating like you're supposed to and i've All always said if you don't gain weight over christmas or hanukkah or holidays or whatever then you probably didn't enjoy your fucking holidays and that is that is stupid like i yeah. very much believe that if you Someone was talking to me the other day. They were like, oh, my God, like I, I'm worried about going over my calories on my birthday. I'm like, if you're worried about going over your calories on your birthday, then you didn't enjoy your birthday. And what the fuck is the point of that? Right. So yeah. you eating the tub is not the issue. The issue is once you're done with that tub, then you feel bad about it and you feel like a failure because of it. And then because you feel like a failure, you continue going off track, eating more tubs and more tubs and more tubs. Is is that what happened after Christmas? Yes. Okay. So talk to me about that. What happened? Like, so you, you maybe the first time, like you're out, you're at your in-laws or whatever it is, you eat things that maybe you shouldn't have, or you felt like you shouldn't have. What happens next? So then I, I basically keep going and I've, I've, so the cycle basically from December until now, I've done the same thing. I know you, you keep saying you can't fuck this up and that, that was my attitude, but being a perfectionist, I have a very hard time with it as well. So I, there'll be since December consistently, I have gone like, I'll do three, four days. Amazing. I'll, I'll be back to doing the deficit and, and don't get me wrong. I'm not hungry. I'm not eating all of a sudden because I'm just starving and my calories are too low. I'm not starving mm -hmm. like at all. Um, I will do three, four days of doing great. And then I'm just like, I just go back to revert back to what I was used to. And I don't know if it's stress or what it is. Um, so what is it? What, what are you used to? What do you, what do you go back to? Uh, just go back to eating garbage. Like go, uh, I, I'll eat really healthy and I'll eat really well. And I like that food. Mm-hmm. And then I'll, and then I'll, I don't know, eat a bit in like an entire bag of chips kind of thing. Or and then <gasps> I'm like, how dare <laughs> you? Stop it. <laughs> so then, but then I'll keep going, right? Like then I'll, then it'll be three, four days of crap. Then I'll just keep eating. I negate all the progress I made, not because I ate crappy one day, but I'll eat crappy for the next three, four, five days. Why do you think that um, is? Like, do you think, like, for example, we'll call it the bag of chips. Do you think that one bag of chips is is that the the trigger? We'll call it like, is that the like, oh, like I screwed up because the chips. Like, while you're eating the chips, are you feeling guilty about it? Like, is yeah. that the trigger, or is there something else going on? No, I feel totally guilty for eating it, and I why I why do you feel guilty about the chips? Just because I know that's not what I was doing to get myself in the position where I lost it, lost the 17 pounds. And I know it's not good for me. Like I, like, did you a, not have a, any chips at all when you lost 17 pounds? I, yes, 
I, what was I? I was 90% consistent. Got it. Okay. Yeah. So I did eat if I like crave something, but then I would just eat like a small bowl. Totally get that. Like I totally mm-hmm. understand that part. But then I just, I'm in a funk. <laughs> That's the best way to put it. Like I, the, that switch flipped for me in November. My kid made fun of my squishy bum and, <laughs> and, and something clicked. And then now I'm just, I'm in a funk and I, and I do, I feel guilty eating those things and, and it makes me feel awful about myself, but I when keep doing it. Yes. Got it. Okay. And I, yeah. Okay. I mean, this is, this is great. Like this makes a lot of sense. This, how do you feel talking about it? Like, does it make you feel good just to discuss? It does, but I also feel stupid, right? Like, <laughs> like I, if I know if I eat like an asshole and it makes me feel bad about myself, why would I keep doing it? Yet I keep doing it. Cause you're a human and chips are delicious. I mean, I let's. Know. <laughs> That's what got me to 175 pounds. So they can't, they've got to stop being delicious and I've got to find another avenue. (laughs) No, no. What, what got you to a point of, of gaining significantly more weight than you wanted was, was number one, like what getting, being pregnant, having five children, right. And then having an unbelievable amount of stress being put on you from family, from your ex-husband, from like whatever it takes to, I, I, I don't have any kids. I have no kids. I could not imagine having five kids and three dogs and a husband and an <laughs> ex-husband and moving your family. Like I like you've, you've really, Jesse, you're being so hard on yourself. It's actually remarkable. Um, ne- aside from it being the most difficult time of the year to, to focus on weight loss, like you've yeah. got a lot on your shoulders. You've got a lot going on. Were you an athlete growing up by chance? Uh, not like I just played school sports. Okay. Nothing. Where do you think like the no excuses mindset comes from? Um, my growing up the way I did and watching, um, watching adult. I have a really hard time with like our parents, like I'm, I'm 33, like my parents' generation, I feel like I've watched them my entire life. And it's not just my parents, it's, it's anybody in that generation. I feel like a lot of them don't take responsibility for how they raise their kids. And <laughs> they don't. And they blame a lot of it on like, oh, I was raised this way. Well, that clearly didn't work. So let's I laugh, fix cause, it. Cause my, my parents are in that generation as well. <laughs> oh, I know. And like some yeah. of them are and and don't get me wrong my parents have lots of great qualities oh no because I see that in my parents as well just like I I'm relating to you I think it's funny yeah and they like like no they just never took responsibility and that's my big thing is I don't want to live with excuses like if I'm a shitty person it's not because my mom was a shitty she's not a shitty person but as an example it's not because my mom was a shitty person it's because I chose to be a shitty person do you know what I mean like um I think that's that's uh that's a very, very black and white view. And I it think is. that it's much more nuanced that, and I have a feeling that if you're, I don't know who your best friend is, but let's say your best friend is Becky. If Becky was told you that about herself, you'd be like, Becky, shut the fuck up. What are you talking about? Like you, you I know. right. I, it sounds like, and I'm sure you'd agree with this. You are by far your own harshest critic for sure. Oh, the worst. You, you oh, hold worst. yourself to standards that you would never want your children to hold themselves to. Is that correct? No. No, but I feel like I got those standards from hearing what I've heard my entire life, and I don't want to keep listening to it. Oh, I love, I, I could not agree more with that. It sounds like <laughs> not only what you've heard your whole life, but it's what you hear to this day and what you're seeing on a day to day basis from messages to, to, uh, squishy butt to everything. Like, yeah. It's, it's just, of course, it, it makes sense. W- one of the things that you've said that I really liked is, it ends here, right? Alcoholism ends here. Abuse ends here. Like you are very um, adamant about ending that here. Yeah. One thing that I think would be great to to really have on that list is um, self-sabotage, self-hate, um, yeah. self-limiting beliefs, adding that to the list of this ends here, this ends with me, right? Well, that's why I wanted to talk to you. I love that. <laughs> I, I love that. 
So, so let me ask you this before I say like, Hey, you should try this. Hey, you should try that. Mm-hmm. What do you think is a, a great next step? Like, what do you think would be the right, the, what, what could potentially be a correct path to choose with this? And, and there are many, like there are many potential options that are, that are coming to my mind and many even outside of my potential thought process. But I'd be, I'm interested to hear moving forward, if you could take a step in the right direction, whether it's an actual step, like, hey, I'm going to do this, or whether it's a thought process, uh, what do you think might be a good place to begin? Um, as far as like actual steps, I, I'm thinking I need to do, I, I thrive on lists because of the perfectionist in me. Um, I would like, I think it would make me feel a lot better about my day-to-day going on. And it would make me feel a lot better about um, my progress if I had a list and I basically checked it off every day and was like, I did this, I did this, I didn't do this. It's fine. I'll do better tomorrow. But I need like a concrete, I think, I need a concrete list of things to kind of keep me on track because I think I like this conversation. I just squirrel and I go in the opposite direction. (laughs) I I love that. So like a to-do list every day I do this. Got it. I I like that. You're, you're one step ahead of me. I'm going to go take a step back. Let's talk about your goals. Okay. Let's talk and goals priorities could be synonymous here. What do you want to achieve? As far as physically, as far as anything, we don't, it doesn't. I mean, it, it okay. physical can be part of it, but what do you want? Like, what is what is most important to you here? So, I guess most important would be mentally wise. I want to get to a place where I basically don't like when I'm quitting. Every time I'm quitting, I'm telling myself I'm not worth it. Is mm-hmm. is is what I take from that, which is ridiculous. Um, I want to get to a point where I'm not quitting because I was quitting. I like I got to I get to a certain point and just quit. And mm-hmm. I want to get to a point where I'm not quitting and I am basically telling myself, "No, you got this." Like <laughs> you're 33 years old and you've fixed everything else in your life. You can do this part. And I just, I don't, I want to get to the point where I don't quit and I don't give up on myself and I don't get discouraged by having a crappy day or by whatever anyone else is saying to me, Mm. I think is my, my big, my big deal. I love that. I love that. So, so we're going to dig deeper now. So you don't want to quit. Um, do you are you speaking specifically in regard to nutrition training like reaching your your fitness goals like you don't want to quit you don't want to just like say ah screw it just because you had a bag of chips or whatever yes because everything else in my life i don't quit besides my first marriage which i had to quit i i don't quit like i everything is done perfectly and very well and i pride myself on doing a very good job in everything the only thing I haven't done a good job with is myself. I love that. Okay. this We're really getting somewhere. This is great. Uh, and brief interjection, my unsolicited opinion, from what I've heard, I don't think you quit your marriage. It sounds like you really advanced your life for whatever that's worth. Like, so I don't look at that as quitting. I look at that as, hey, you're doing the right thing for you and your family, for whatever that's worth. Well, um, <laughs> in terms of now, – now let's look at quitting. Here's one thing that that I've noticed with people who tend to exhibit the same things that you've said and where they quit, they fall off the wagon, Um, especially with – I would consider you, if for lack of a better term, a high achiever, right? Like you have very high standards for yourself and you don't like excuses and you can do a lot. Like clearly, you've got five kids, like you moved across – like you, you can do a lot. Yeah. I'll give myself one of the most the most common faults among what I would consider call a high achiever is um, they set their expectations 
too high from the outset so that even if they make a tremendous amount of progress, they consider it a failure because they didn't achieve the ultimate goal that they set out with, which in some instances, it can be very good because they, they can set a goal that's really, really optimistic and high, and that goal sort of keeps them motivated. It keeps them excited. Like the, I'll, I'll give you one example. Gary Vaynerchuk, my, my previous client, really good friend, <laughs> he, uh, one of his goals is to own the, the New York Jets, the football team, which okay. like, he's nowhere near. He's nowhere near that, and, but he's made it a public statement for like over a decade now. And, and it's one of those things, it's so far out of his reach. It's so far outside of his current possibilities that it keeps him really motivated to keep going, to keep get it. So to, there, there are some people who something like that can work for in certain situations. But yeah. in terms of weight loss, what I've noticed is if some people say, hey, I want to get to X amount of weight, uh, especially if it's, if it's a very low body fat percentage or whether it was what they were able to do when they were younger, all of a sudden, even if they've made a tremendous amount of progress, they look at what they've done as a failure because they aren't where they would like to be ideally. So do you think that being in the 130s is uh, is the best goal for you right now? And we can have a whole conversation about this. If you do think it is the best goal, cool. If not, let's talk about it. But do you think getting into the 130s from, from where you are right now, do you think that's like the best thing for you mentally and emotionally? Um... No, I, so I was thinking about it. I didn't know what you'd think. I think I do better with shorter term goals. Mm. Um, like, like three months of the unicorn strong challenge. I realize three months is not a long time, but it looks like a long time. Oh, three <laughs> months is a long time. It's, but it's, I mean, in the grand scheme of things, it's not. In the grand scheme of life, it's not correct. Right. And so I think I would do, honestly, like I was thinking of like, Hey, I'm just going to do a week, like, and get through the week and then go to the next, like, I don't think I'm aiming for 130 right now. Like I'm eventually, I don't really care when I get there. Like, that's not a big deal to me, but, but getting back on track to, to going the right direction is what I want to start doing. I love that. I love that. I, I think I, I like this direction that where we're going, taking the focus off of the weight and focusing more on being consistent week to week. It, it, does that sound like more yes. what you're thinking about? Yes, because it overwhelms me. Every, everything else gets handled in my life <laughs> except this stuff starts to overwhelm me when it's like a month or three months or however long I'm supposed to be focused on it. Mm, yeah, which makes sense. It, which makes total sense. I mean, 90 days, three months, it, most people are never consistent for three months straight with their health and fitness. Like just, I can yeah. tell you from my experience coaching for over a decade, 90 days is far beyond what most people ever do. So I think breaking it into smaller goals is a really good idea. And again, I love the idea of taking away the goal of getting into the one thirties and more focus on, Hey, let's reach a certain amount of consistency each week. Yeah. Okay. Now moving forward from there, cause I, we're, we're very much on the same page with this. Okay. I'm going to tell you what I don't want you to do. Okay? <laughs> okay. I, I do not want you to be a hundred percent consistent with your nutrition week to week. Okay. Because, and tell me if you think I'm right or wrong here. I have a feeling that when you're quote unquote on, it's pretty easy for you to be a hundred percent consistent. Like when you're on, when you're like in the zone, like being a hundred percent consistent, like psh, chick chock, no big deal. You're good. But you, I would imagine you struggle when you have like bag of chips, the tub of whatever, where all of a sudden that looks like, oh, I failed. And then it's like, it's instead of being a hundred percent, you're 0%. Yeah. Is that correct? Yep. <laughs> so we're going to work. We're going to make it a habit to be okay with not being a hundred percent. We're, we're going to make it a habit for you to be more around like 75 to 85% consistent. What, how does that make you feel? Anxious. <laughs> Perfect. We're going in the right direction. That's exactly what I want. That's, tell me, why does that make you anxious? Well, it's not perfect. 
but it, it actually is perfect <laughs> if you think about it. Because I get uh, it, but it, yeah, that's why. Because it's not you know what it is. It's not when I'm looking. I really like the calendar. I like having a visual, like with your X's and stuff. And there's not, there won't be all X's. Mm-hmm. Yep, I, that's exactly right. Yeah. And you know what the the cool part about that is here. Oh, you know, what? I just had a really cool idea. You just gave me a really, really cool idea. Oh God. I'm th- no, no, it's, I think, I think this is, <laughs> this is genius. So, you know, the, the X's and O's X's are days where you hit your calories, protein training. O's are days where you don't. Yeah. I would imagine that an O day people tend to have more fun on an O day than they do on an X day. Just generally, like if, like if you're 80% consistent with your X's, we'll call that 25 X's over the course of a month. So that's about five O's. I bet if people looked at their calendar and they've got 25 X's and five O's, if they were forced to pick the days in which they had the most fun over the course of that month, in which they enjoyed themselves with their friends and family, made the best memories, we'll call it, yeah. The majority of them would probably be on an O day. And that's yeah. just my my guess. What I would love to have you do in these in in your O, like in the circle, I want you to write the memory that you made. I want you to write the moments that you had while you were enjoying yourself, whether it's you're sitting alone in bed having uh, I don't know, malted milk balls. I haven't had those in years. I don't know why those are the first thing that came to mind. I but you're I having don't think malted. I've never had those. Oh, my, my mom used to have them at the movie theater all the time when I was a kid. Um, whatever, chocolate, whatever it is, you're sitting in bed <laughs> okay. alone and just enjoying yourself, enjoying chocolate and, and guilt-free, knowing that you're going to get right back on it the next day with an X day, whether it's you're at your your son's birthday party, whether you're at uh, whether you're just like out eating lunch with your daughters, whatever it is, I want you to write the memory that you've made and the good part about that day, because I don't want you to associate the O with a negative, with a loss. I want you to associate the O with a good thing. This, I, I'm actually really happy. I think this is a genius idea because I think most people look at the O's as bad, sort of like you yeah. just said. I yeah. want if you if you have 30, 31 X's at the end of the month, that sucks. Like, let's be honest. That just sucks. That's not a fun month. Like, great. You maybe lost some body fat. Whoop-de-doo. Who gives a fuck, right? Like, yeah. no one cares. No one cares. Like, yeah. it's great from the perspective of, like, your fitness goals, but there's more to fitness than just body fat. There is also your life, your family, your children, your kid, whatever it is. I want you – do you think that you can, in the O days – really put in an emphasis on what you did that day that really brought joy to your life and include that on your calendar? Yes. How, how do you feel idea. about that? Does, does that make like you like a little bit more, more excited about the O days? Yes. <laughs> okay. And, and that way, the O day, number one is you're required to have those days. Like if you come back, because you and I, here's Jesse, we're going to get on another call. We're going to, we're going to get on the phone in another 30 to 30 to 40 days. We're going to have another okay. call. I'm going to do a follow-up with you because I want to, I want to keep, keep track of how you're doing. Um, if you come back with 31 red X's, I'm going to, I don't want to go to Alberta, but I'll go to Alberta. They've got cougars there and I'm not a fan of cougars as we know. Um, I, I want to hear when we get on the call next, I want to know where you are consistency wise in the percentage range of between like where you are, where you fall, whether it's 50% consistent or a hundred percent consistent or 80. I want to know honestly, and I'm going to want to talk about the moments that you enjoyed with yourself, with your family, with friends who whatever on the days that you had O days. Um, and ideally over time, I don't think this is going to change over the course of a day or a week or a month even, but ideally getting you to a point where you can enjoy some of your favorite foods. And instead of looking at that moment as a fail, you can look at that moment as a wonderful time in your life that you can enjoy guilt-free without thinking, okay, well, I just screwed everything up. So rather than associating that moment with a negative, we're going to associate that moment with a positive. What do you think about that? Yeah, I like that idea. Do you, My, do you feel confident this could work? What are your reservations? What are your thoughts? I, I do. Um, how, so my big struggle has been if I have an O day, then I have five of them um, in a row. So if we were setting a goal, should I like not have them back to back kind of thing? Do you know what I mean? You know, you know so there is, 
I don't think this is like a rule or law, but I do generally recommend if you have an O day, the next day has to be a next day. I think it's a good, like try not to have two O days in a row. Now during, we'll call it Christmas or Hanukkah or, (laughs) or vacation. Like, yes, you can have them back to back to back. That's fine. That's what you're supposed to do. It's like, uh, I always make the comparison. People are like, well, I'm going on vacation. Like, should I be tracking my calories on vacation? I'm always like, when you go on vacation, do you ask your boss if you should be answering your emails on vacation? Like, no, you're taking a vacation, and it's not just from work. You're taking a vacation because it's a week out of the year where you can just let go and enjoy yourself. So that would be a different circumstance. But generally speaking, I think a good rule of thumb is no two O days back to back. Okay. Okay. Um, do you, another question, do you have like, like mindset wise, like, you know what I'm talking about? Um, I think mindset wise, do you, should I be trying to get my head in a different space? Like, how do I try a little bit more besides doing the O days and writing it down? How do I? try to get myself in a better mindset as far as I'm a priority. Do you know what I mean? Like Tell, everything else is perfect. Yep. Well, everything else is perfect, right? Like, I, don't get me wrong. My kids can be jerks sometimes. And my <laughs> house is a mess. But everything else is running really well and everything gets done and, and all of these things. But I'm not a priority. And I feel like I need to somehow get myself back on the priority list, but I don't know how to do it. Hmm. Talk to me more about that. In what way do you not consider yourself a priority? Just like, like, for example, like my husband will wake up at 10 to five every day and go work out in the, in the garage and he's in amazing shape. And that's just what he does. That's his, he's been doing it forever. That's how early he gets up. And that's his priority. It makes him feel better. I know working out or going for a walk in the morning is going to make me feel better. But I don't do it. Mm. Why not? Is it, is it because you don't consider yourself a priority? Or is it because like, hey, this bed is really comfortable. I just want to fucking sleep for another hour. It's both. Because I feel like if I did think I was more of a priority, I would... Um, I'd make that, I'd make that come first rather than staying in bed. Cause I don't need to stay in bed. I really like it's extra half hour. What kind of that? I'm not going to get any more sleep. Like don't be ridiculous. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Is there any other time during the day that you're going to get that walk in or is that, that's the only time which I'm, you got five kids and three dogs. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> like I, <laughs> well, I only have one kid at home right now and it, but it is kind of the only time because he's two. And I don't live somewhere where I can take a stroller out and go on a sidewalk or like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. 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 Like we, um, I take him for walks, but it takes us an hour to walk two kilometers. <laughs> so <laughs> it doesn't count. Got it. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Um, do you want to wake up? Like that early? Like, is that something that like, hey, like, I really want to do this? Or I'm because I'm trying to figure out, like, are you, is any part of you comparing yourself to your husband? And like, like, because he's waking up so early and getting it in? Like, are you comparing yourself? Okay. Yes. Okay. But I also know that if I don't wake up early, I'm not going to get any, I'm not going to get it done. Okay. I just what do you, what do you think about having instead of doing it seven days a week like are there like a like three days a week that you could make that happen yes yeah is that is that something that like do you think that would be a better start rather than trying to do like seven days a week we're getting up this early like what if like i don't know off the top of my head monday wednesday friday or something like is that something that you could handle or that you'd you'd like to try yes i and i i've tried it but going back to me liking structure and and everything to be perfect I'm like well if I don't wake up at that time every day then my whole schedule is off do you know what I mean yep yep I very much get that Um, and it shouldn't bother me but the the type a personality yeah really gets yeah 
So, so here's, and by the way, I hear the knocking. Do you need to get the door? That's okay. No. <laughs> okay. no, it's my seven year old and her dad can help her. Got it. Okay. <laughs> um, here's what I would say. Cause you and I are going to, we're going to get on another call in a month. Okay. Yeah. Uh, after this, you're going to email cat. You're going to be like, Hey, uh, Jordan told me to email you so we can get another call. We're going to schedule it. And you cannot cancel that call. Cause I'm going to come to Alberta. Okay. Right, the Cougars and, and find you. Um, right. What I want, to, what I want to do is I want to come up with a plan for the next month that you can do consistently. This isn't necessarily the plan that you're going to follow for life. This isn't like the the final plan. This is the first plan of many, and I'd like to see how you do with it. Um, okay. I would like, I would like, how about we do three days a week of getting up early to get your steps in? We'll start with that. Um, I would like between 75 to 85 percent consistency with your calories uh with your calories and protein and then are, are you doing strength training as well or no um i'm just getting back into it but yeah i my my body was really messed side note my body was really messed up from the wheat and i didn't realize i my body hurt all the time mm. like all the time mm. and i've stopped eating wheat and it's all gone away but it was making things very difficult but like now joint, it's good. joint pain. Yes. It was awful. Yeah. That's very common, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, and I had no idea. So now I'm just getting back into the weight thing. Okay. So, so how about this? We'll, we'll do structured exercise three times a week. You can pick any days you want. If you want to okay. do Monday, Wednesday, Friday, you can, uh, if you want it to be just walking, go for it. If you want it to be unicorn strong challenge workouts, go for it. Um, but structured exercise three times a week, um, hitting your calories, hitting your protein, that's really the only things I want you to focus on. So exercise okay. three times a week, calories, protein, that's it. That's literally okay. all I want you to focus on. Um, if we talk in a month and you were 100% consistent with your nutrition, we're going to, it's not going to be good. I don't want you to not have any chips this month. Like I want right. you to have chips. I want you to enjoy yourself because what, by the end of this month, I want you, and whether it's this month or the next three months, whatever it is, I want you to get to a point where you can enjoy, uh, where you can literally like have the, an, an entire bag of chips and by the end of it say, mm, that was good, back on it tomorrow and get back on it the next day. Like that's my goal throughout all this. What do you think right. about it? Sure. Yes. You I don't do sound it. very excited, Jesse. I am excited. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just writing it down so I don't forget. <laughs> okay. Um, for me, if we really break this down, which I think this is important to to like, like put put a put a description on this to really discuss the the underlying foundation of this. If you'll notice, what we've done here is we've put your focus on actions and on consistency, things that you can do rather than a weight. Right? right. So this is very important to be aware of. The goal here is not to get to a certain weight. You might get to a certain weight eventually, but the goal here is specifically actions. And even more specifically than that, the goal, the first goal here is developing a healthier relationship with food is being able to have a bag of chips, a massive family size bag of Doritos. If that happens and yeah. cool, now you're back on it the next day. And we're going to be doing that, not having two O days in a row and, and, but allowing yourself to have those O days and really focusing on when you are doing that, are you enjoying yourself? Like, are you with your kids? Are you with your husband? Are you by yourself just enjoying a moment alone? Like, let's really take a moment to appreciate and enjoy those moments. And that way you can get right back on track the next day without any guilt or any shame. Cause you know, you didn't do any damage. Like no one does damage in a day that doesn't happen. Right. And it's not even, you didn't slash a tire. Like you're required to have less than hundred percent consistency. That's part of this. So yeah. re reframing these treats as a good thing, as opposed to a bad thing. Right. Okay. Okay. How, how do you feel about this? I'm excited. Okay. Let me ask you this. On a, and then I'll let you go. I know I've kept you for over an hour. Um, That's fine. On a scale of one, one to ten, one being you are completely and utterly like there in your mind, you're like, there's no way I'm going to be able to do this. Like there's you're not confident in yourself at all. Ten being 
100% sure that you can get to the end of the, this month being three times a week training and or exercise, whatever it is, being about 75 to 85% consistent with your nutrition, how confident are you in your ability to get to the end of this month and successfully and, and, and get on a call with me and say like, hey, I was very successful this month? Um, nine. Wow. I love that. That makes me super <laughs> happy. That makes me very, very happy. Because it's a shorter goal. Mm-hmm. It's, it's less intimidating, I guess. Yeah. It's less intimidating and it's, it's realistic, right? It, yeah. It's, it's realistic. It's not saying like, hey, by the end of this month, like I want a hundred percent consistency. If you fucking eat over your calories, like you're out of the inner circle, I'm kicking you out. Like, you know, like, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like this is realistic. Um, so good. That makes me very happy. Um, that's where we'll end it. That's, that's where we'll stop. What I want okay. you to do, and I'm going to text Kat to make sure you do this. I want you to email Kat when we get off and just be like, hey, let's set up another call in in the next like month, month and a half to to just catch up with Jordan and see where I'm at. Um, this is I'm really excited. And for whatever it's worth, like if you if you asked me the same question, like, hey, Jordan, where do you think like where do you think you are in terms of one out of ten? Like, where do you do you think I'll be able to succeed? I'm ten out of ten. Like, no question. There, there's no question in my mind that we're going to get to the end of this month. Uh, and you're going to have between 75 to 85% consistency. There are going to be things that you're really excited about. This is my prediction. There are going to be things that you're really excited about, like moments that you're really glad that you were able to enjoy. There are going to be things that were difficult for you, that that as the moment came up, it, it caused a little bit of anxiety. It made you a little bit nervous, but you'll overcome that because you know yeah. we're going to hop on a call and uh, and because like you're making yourself a priority. So. I, I'm stoked. I can't wait to hop on a call with you. And uh, I think this is going to be the very beginning of a of a tremendous journey moving forward for you. I'm excited. <laughs> well, if you need anything, please let me know. Make sure you email Kat. I'm going to text her right now and say, hey, be on the lookout for an email from Jesse. And okay. I will speak to you within the next like four to six weeks. All right. Okay. Thank you very much. Amazing. Jesse, I'll talk to you it. soon. All right. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. That wraps it up for this episode of the Jordan Syatt Mini Podcast. Jesse, thank you so much for coming on. I am incredibly excited to see your progress. To everyone listening, thank you so much. If you enjoyed the episode, please leave a five-star review on iTunes. It really does help a lot. And if you'd like to join the Inner Circle, again, the link is in the show notes. Have a wonderful day. I'll talk to you soon.